Hi there, and welcome to this new episode of the Everything Accordion podcast. Today's episode is not strictly related to the accordion, but accordionists can profit from this episode. So this is one of the types of the episodes with which I am experimenting at the moment. So feel free to write to me back on social media, on, on my email, and tell me what do you think about this kind of episode. Today I would like to tackle a topic which is again not strictly related to accordionists and to, to the accordion world, but more broadly to the musicians. So I wrote a blog post on my website and on my Patreon, and the blog post was 10 reasons why you shouldn't quit music. Let's face it, with past two terrible years, where one of the first things that got cancelled was music, so concerts and all of the cultural events, young musicians and, well, musicians in general who were relying on their income from performances and from concerts have suffered dramatically from this. And we are taught during our academic years, especially from my experience in Italy, for example, you have sort of ingrained into your mindset that you can only have two paths. One is concert performances, and if you fail at that and you don't become a concert performer with a huge stellar career, you go into teaching. And as prevalent as that mindset is, it is completely false. I did a poll on my social media and I asked what were the main reasons why people thought that they should quit doing music or having a music career. And one of his main reasons was money, which is kind of an obvious answer, but it's not that obvious. I have been reading a lot in the past couple of years about money, about investing, about careers and how to create opportunities, how to look for them and how to keep an open mind and look out for the opportunities and to grab them when they happen. So that's one of the reasons why I would like to tackle the topic of money, which is painful to a lot of musicians and a lot of people. I actually had someone telling me that we young musicians ruined music because we only play and think about money. And for some reason, I got a little bit upset because I was thinking, well, it's true that we need money to survive and it's only right for musicians to get paid for what they're doing because it's a huge investment of time, money as well, during our studies, into our instruments, into maintenance of those instruments, into traveling and so on and so forth. For some reason, it's normal to tell a musician, well, I'm going to pay you this, it's either that, or you don't get anything, or I'll call somebody else. But it's not normal in all the other professions like think about a plumber. If you're going to call a plumber, he he or she will tell you, well, this is the price. It's not negotiable. So it's either you get the job done and you pay me or I'm not doing the job and you have your sink or whatever. It's not working, will be broken still. So one of the things I think helps a lot in this mindset change that we need to acquire as musicians is that we are not begging the organizers to give us concerts or to employ us. We are actually on the same level as them. It's an exchange of services. 
So I am offering to you a concert, a project, a product, if you will, which has value and which enriches the offer of the venue or of a festival or of a concert series, whatever the case. And in exchange, I am being paid for this product, for this project, for this concert, which brings value. And it's only reasonable to get to an agreement to the price or through negotiation as well. Because, let's face it, it's very difficult to give a price to what we're doing. If we think about the hours which go into preparation of a concert, it needs to be thousands, thousands and thousands of euros or dollars or whatever it is. But... People don't look at this and they only see the result. So the one hour, the 40 minutes, the one hour and a half recital or chamber music concert that you're doing. And that's what musicians are being paid for. Sad as it is, that's the truth. So going back to our income streams, I've compiled a list, which you can find on my Patreon page if you become a patron or by doing a one-time purchase of my website. So let's start with the list. The first two are obvious. So the first one is concert performances, and the second one is teaching. The third one on my list is royalties. So royalties can be streams, if you have music online, like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Apple Music. And it can also be recorded public performances, if you ever performed live and it was recorded and then sent on the radio, for example, that's royalties, which you can collect and which is your right to collect, actually. You can do that by registering with some of your local associations and organizations which take care of these things. So they will advocate for you. The fourth one on my list are subscriptions. So platforms like Patreon, which I'm using, or for example, if you have a blog with valuable content, then people can subscribe to that. And there are actually very easy ways to set up a subscription, either by using different platforms. And for example, in the near future, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse, all of these social media will offer subscriptions as well. So the followers can pay their favorite content creators in exchange for exclusive content. YouTube, for example, is already doing that. So number five on my list are sponsorships. Sponsors are really hard to find, actually, but all businesses have a budget on advertising and marketing campaigns. So if you think outside the box here and you do a little bit of research, you might actually think about what business in your local area, for example, could benefit from being a sponsor, from being seen, for example, on a poster or in the concert program. And you can actually negotiate this deal with them and you can get sponsored for your concert. So number six on my list are brand collaborations. This is something with, that with the rising of social media became quite normal. No matter how many followers you have, if your content is relevant to a certain brand, you might contact them for collaboration or they might contact you for a collaboration. And each of these collaborations, so a post, a story, it's actually possible to be paid for this content. Number seven on my list is what you're listening to right now, a podcast. 
So podcasts are also a great way to monetize, especially if you have many streams, but that needs a topic which is quite broad and many listeners are willing to listen to your episodes. You can, for example, enable ads, and that way you get paid for automatically inserted ads into your episodes. Or you could be sponsored, again. For example, if you're a string player, you might ask the company that you buy strings from to sponsor you and sponsor your podcast, for example. At that point, there's no standard, so you can negotiate your own deal with them. For example, I'm using Anchor.fm for recording my podcast, and they have actually different offers. So they hook you with different ad campaigns and businesses looking for podcasts to insert their ads. And they have something which is called CPM, and that's how much you get paid per 1,000 listens. So the standard is more or less $10, 10 euros for 1,000 listens. So if you have a podcast which is streamed thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds, millions of times, you might actually get paid very well for that. Number eight on my list is selling sheet music and arrangements. So if you write your own music or you make arrangement of famous songs or popular works, or you make different arrangements from orchestra to piano or vice versa, that's actually a very good way. You can also offer a subscription with that. Number nine on my list is minting and selling NFTs. More on this topic, I hope I will have a guest who will talk about NFTs So NFT stands for non-fungible token, and it's a new technology in the crypto space and the blockchain space. And as such, it's not very clear where it's going to go in the future. It's moving very fast. So it was huge hype in the beginning of this year, 2022, but now it really dropped. I think the latest news dropped about 80 or 90%. So be very careful here. If you're interested in this technology, read and educate yourself about the space. I think it can bring value, but it really needs to have a practical side to it in the real world, so in the physical world. Number 10 on my list is recording music. So you could either record for somebody else as a studio musician, or you can register with a platform which has different producers, songwriters, musicians, and you can either submit yourself as a musician who can record things for others, or you can look up people who are looking for musicians to record something for them. Number 11 on my list is musical instrument seller or reseller. So if you're into the musical instrument space, you can actually consider selling or reselling the instruments. For us accordionists, for example, we can become resellers or dealers or official partners of a certain accordion manufacturer in our country or in a country where there's none. And that way you can actually get a percentage of the sales. Number 12 on my list is selling ebooks. So if you have a certain knowledge, specific knowledge in your area, you can write an ebook and sell it. You can sell it on Amazon. You can sell it on your own website. You can actually use some services to print it in a cheap way and then sell it as a physical copy as well. And if you think about, well, what knowledge do I have that people would pay me for that? I've had, um, I think it was a colleague of mine who was, who was working at an IT company who in a general conversation said something like, you'd be surprised how much my company pays experts to teach people how to use Microsoft Word. 
which is a software rule that basically everyone knows the basics of and knows how to use it. But apparently there are people who are being paid to teach other people how to use Microsoft Word. So if you have some knowledge that you acquired for your own experience, you could write an ebook and sell it. So number 13 is tutorials and video courses. For example, you could do a video course on playing your own instrument, structure it well, do, do it once, do this course, and then sell it on the different platforms. Number 14 on my list is selling merchandise. So if you have a big fan base, you could think about merchandise and your fans would really want to support you. So you, it can be anything. It can be pencils, t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and you can do it from your website or even at a concert. Number 15 on my list is sync licensing your music, which means that you are putting your music out there for film, TV series, ad campaigns, because all of those require music. This is something I am new to and I'm learning. And if it's something that you're interested in, you can actually also educate yourself on this topic because there are many companies that would pay a lot of money to have music in their ads or in their TV series or in their films. And you never know, it might go viral. Number 16 on my list is commissions. So if you're comfortable with it, you might accept commissions. Like composers know that. They accept commissions to write music for different musicians or for ensembles. But if you're into it, and for example, there is a family member of someone who would like to surprise a different family member and wants to write a special song for that occasion or an anniversary of someone, then you could be the one writing the music for that. And that way you can get paid for that commission. Number 17, the last on my list, is ad revenue. So you can monetize the ads shown your content on YouTube or Facebook by enabling the specific settings. But here you will need to fulfill certain criteria. For example, on YouTube, at the moment, it's to have at least 1,000 subscribers and at least 4,000 hours of watched videos per year. That way you can start monetizing your videos. So if you have a video that has millions of views, you can actually get thousands and thousands of heroes for that video. So it's something which is really worth considering. So this was my list of 17 income streams. Let's go over them really quickly. And once again, so number one, concert performances. Number two, teaching. Number three, royalties. Number four, subscriptions. Number five, sponsorships. Number six, brand collaborations. Number seven, podcasts. Number eight, selling sheet music and arrangements. Number nine, minting and selling NFTs. Number 10, recording music. Number 11, musical instrument seller or reseller. Number, number 12, selling ebooks. Number 13, tutorials and video courses. Number 14, selling merchandise. Number 15, sync licensing your music. Number 16, commissions. And number 17, ad revenue. So this was it for today. Feel free to share this episode with any musicians you know that might need some inspiration on the topic of money and musical career. If you liked this episode, consider subscribing to the podcast and becoming a patron on my Patreon page or by supporting me also on my website. 
And also feel free to comment on this episode and let me know what you think about it, if it's something that you like and if it's something I should keep on doing or if it's something you rather didn't have on the podcast and focus on talking with accordionists and about the accordion. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.